What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to the Practical Preacher Podcast, and I am your host, LeVar B. Young. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Practical Preacher. We're so glad that you are tuning in to this episode. Listen, we have an interesting um, topic on tonight, an interesting topic, something that I'm familiar with that is kind of close to my heart, something that I'm passionate about. Um, have you ever heard of the term birds of the same feather flock together? Or maybe you've heard um, um, guilty by association. Um, maybe you heard you're a product of what you're around or who you're around. Or maybe you've heard it this way. Um, you are the company that you keep. Well, the question tonight that I have is, are you really the company that you keep? So basically what that means is the ones that you surround yourself with, the people that are your inner circle or, you know, the ones that you hang around the most that you're close to. Um, are you really a product of them? Or are you really a reflection of them? So basically, however they are, whoever they are, whatever they do, the things that they do, the things um, that they do or the things that they don't do, um, their morals, their character, um, the things that they like or the things that they don't like. Are you really uh, are you really a result of that? Are you really the company that you keep? Is it important to. Think about those that you have close to you, those that you are connected to, the ones that are in your inner circle. That's really what the question, the, what the question is that that I'm asking. Now, I have my my opinions on this. Um, I must admit that I don't always like the term that when someone say you're guilty by association, even though I know that that is something that um, has held true for a lot of people. I could be honest. I know that, you know, like, you know, when you go back to your parents and your grandparents, or your great grandparents, they strongly, especially in our community, they strongly believe this, that um, you can be guilty by association. You know, they would tell you, don't hang with those, those people or don't know. You're not allowed to be friends with this one, friends with that one, because, you know, if they do something and they get caught or you get caught with them, then you're going to be just as guilty as them, even though you're the good child or you're the good person. You're not doing what they're doing. Someone will see you with them and then automatically assume because you're with them, because you're in their presence, because you're around them a lot. They will assume that you're the same individual or you believe in doing the same things that they do. Um, so what I'm really talking about when I say that is it's not just occasionally. I'm not talking about occasional acquaintance. What I'm talking about is when you have your inner circle, those people that when it says the company that you keep, the ones that you're in constant contact with, you know, the ones that you confide in, the ones that that, you know, you say that these are my friends. These are the ones that I spend a lot of my time with. These are the ones that I get advice from. These are the ones that I give advice to. These are the ones that I pull from on a constant basis. So that's what it means when you say, are you, when I'm asking, are you really the company that you keep? So in essence, is it important to be careful with who you connect yourself with? Now we know from a, a biblical standpoint that, you know, we've always heard say, you know, don't um, connect yourself with someone that you're unevenly yoked with. 
There's also a scripture in the Bible in Proverbs, um, the 13th chapter and the 20th verse that says, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of tough right there, a companion of fools. So basically saying that you hang around foolish people, um, it's going to bring you destruction. It's saying that it will destroy you. And then first Corinthians, the 15th chapter and the 33rd verse says, um, it says, be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. So what it's saying is saying that even the communication, even just having conversations with someone, having open conversations on a regular basis, um, is if it's evil, corrupt, evil conversation, it can corrupt your good manners. Even though your your intentions are are good, your character is good. It's saying that the ones that you connect yourself with, that if they're full of evil connections, evil communications that it can corrupt even the good that's in you. And, you know, that's that's a lot to say, because I know a lot of people probably feel like um, say, well, I'm a very strong minded person. Um, I believe in going my own direction. I believe in, you know, being I'm a leader and I'm not a follower. So I'm not easily persuaded um, by people. I'm not easily convinced by people. Uh, I've heard this argument. This is the other side of that. I've heard this argument. But sometimes what we fail to realize is that when we connect ourselves with people, our inner circle, although we can be very strong minded, we can be a leader and not a follower. We say all those things about ourselves. It is still possible for the ones that we are connected with, the company that we keep. It's still possible for us to be swayed by them. Because let's be honest, when you think about your inner circle right now, the ones that you are closest to, the ones that you talk to the most, the people that you go to advice, let, let's deal, let's stop there and just think about that. The people that you go to for advice, that you t tell them things that's trouble you, things that's on your mind, or you go to them about big decisions that you're, you know, when you're getting ready to do something big and you go to them, let's be honest. We go to them for advice because we value what they say. We value their opinion. Or sometimes maybe we just want to go to them because we know that they're going to agree with us. So we like going to people that agree with us. But when we value a person's opinion, we value what they think, what they say, then we can be persuaded by those individuals. That's why is is we have to be very careful when we look at what who is our inner circle, who are we connected to, the company that we keep, because I believe in some regard we are the company um, that we keep, or we can become the company that that we keep. Um, some people say, "Have you ever have you ever been around somebody that it seems like no matter what the situation is, they always have some negative to say? Just a negative minded person. I don't care." what the situation is. It could be a bright, sunny day and you can say, man, I thank God for just another day. It's a bright, sunny day. It feel good. And they will bring up the fact that it's supposed to rain later. They say, yeah, it's, it's nice, but it's, it's going to rain later or it's going to be cold tomorrow. Some people just have a negative disposition about themselves. Some people just have a negative mindset. And when you find yourself connected to people like that, this is the company that you keep. These are the people that you have in your inner circle. What can happen over time, as strong as you are and as strong as you feel you are, um, over time, that begins to seep in. And over time, you will find yourself now picking up that negative mindset. And I know somebody is saying, well, if 
I can pick up the negative mindset from them, is it, isn't it possible that they can pick, pick up the positive mindset from me? Yes, it is. But this is the thing. What you have to look at is many times if you connect yourself with multiple people that have this negative mindset, it can overpower you because now you find yourself this. And this is how we can examine yourself. Have you ever found yourself in your inner circle and you look at your inner circle and you feel like I don't belong? You feel like you don't belong. You don't fit in like everyone else is going a certain direction and you the odd person out. And yet you try to do things to fit in. A lot of times that could be an indication that, man, that there, there could be something wrong with the company that I'm keeping. Um, it, it, I, maybe I need to examine this. Um, something is wrong with this picture. Um, sometimes people that have negative mindsets, watch this. They're so strong and key on their mindset that they will do either intentionally or unintentionally. They will continue to talk to you and address you and, and try to persuade you to take on the same mindset that they have. They want you to look at it from their point of view. And really in life, we have to be very careful. Many times we have to ask ourselves, what point of view are we really looking at our life at? Because sometimes we're looking at our life through the lenses of those that are around us, the lenses of those that are connected to us. And then since we value their opinions so much, sometimes we can find ourselves making choices in life that are not best for us because we're looking through it. We're looking at our life and our situation through someone else's lenses and we're going by someone else's opinion of it. You know, one thing, you know, that I must admit that I, I hate sometimes what people say, if I was you, you know, sometimes that those are those can be very troubling words when someone say, man, if I was you. Well, OK, if if you were me, but you're not me in this situation. And maybe if you've never dealt with this situation, what if it was you? See, this is the thing. Some people just say, man, if I was if I was you, I would just do blah, 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 blah. But you're not. And then what I have to understand, if I take that advice, then I'm the one that have to deal with whatever the repercussions of that advice is, not you. Um, let's see. One, of, I'm reading one of the comments here it says um, people can sometimes have negative comments even when they are doing positive activities. That's very true. Sometimes it's so ingrained into people. Sometimes it's just so ingrained in people that it becomes a habit. It becomes a mindset and it's a habit and it's their character. And they don't even realize that they're talking negative. They don't even realize that this is a problem. So I believe that there is some truth to um, that. We can really become the company that we keep and be and see. And this is the thing. When I say this now, I'm not telling anyone to like look over your life right now and just start kicking people out of your life. You know, saying, you know, saying this person holds no value because, see, this is the thing that we have to understand. And as we mature and as we become older and we mature mentally, not just, you know, chronologically, but as we as as we mature, what we will begin to understand and what we need to understand is that everyone comes in our life or everyone's in our life for a reason. Some people are in there for for a reason and some people are in there for a season, for a set time. Um, the problem that many of us deal with a lot of times is that we try to hold on to people or we try to hold on to relationships past their expiration date. I'll say it again. 
Many times we try to hold on to people and relationships past their expiration date. Um, what I'm saying here is that um, I've, this is the struggle that a lot of us that have grown up in certain parts of the inner city. You know, we had people that we grew up with, people on the block and and, you know, not trying to say that one is better than the other. But you have to come to a point in your life when you realize, well, I'm going in a certain direction. There are certain things that I want to accomplish. There are certain things that I'm trying to do. And maybe at the time, the inner circle that I had that's from my hood, that's from my block, when they don't have the same mindset or they don't have the same desire, um, if I continue to try to keep them as my inner circle, as as the ones that I spend majority of my time with, as the ones that I try to draw from, as the ones I get advice from, the ones that I tell my hopes and my dreams that, that I do all this with. When we try to keep those people that are not meant for us in that season of when we're trying to become successful, when we're trying to progress, when we're trying to move forward, when we try to hold on to them past the expiration date, it could stunt our growth. Because what happened is uh, you have to be very careful. You know, if you're the type of person that's very motivated um, and, and you, people say, I'm a go getter, uh, I'm very motivated. You have to be careful not to surround yourself with people that are lazy. Let me just say it again. I know that that's probably kind of harsh. But if right now when you say to yourself, I'm I am a person that's very motivated, I'm a go getter, I can grind, you know, I'm about doing this. I'm trying to start this business. I'm trying to get this degree, whatever it may be. You say, I I'm fighting to be successful and you're not a lazy person. You cannot surround yourself. The company that you keep can't be a, a whole bunch of lazy people because watch this. Even when we look at, let's say in entertainment or the hip hop world or different things like that, you have to sometimes look and say, okay, my inner circle, my company, which a lot of people have dealt with this is that their innermost circle, when they're lazy, sometimes you have to ask yourself, these people that's around me, are they what just waiting for me to make it? Are they waiting for me to get on? Are they waiting for me to become successful? And a lot of people, a lot of times that's the situation. People are waiting for you to become successful, for you to make it. So then you could automatically fast track them. To a place of success so you can just automatically yeah man when you get on don't forget about me give me this money you know so you have to be very careful your inner circle can't be lazy they can't be lazy when you're trying to accomplish something because it's a bad thing when you look at all those that are around you and they just waiting for you to make it no how about you help me make it you know Iron sharpens iron. Uh, how about there's something that you can add to me that you can help me build? Don't just wait for me to build it and say, hey, man, put me on. And so many times people have experienced that. And, and then and I know it's, it's, it's kind of painful. It's kind of like a bittersweet thing, because what happens is people get persecuted for their success. Watch this. They get persecuted for their grind. And then they also get uh, persecuted for su their success. And then people say, oh man, you're not keeping it real. You're not keeping it real anymore. You forgot where you came from. You know, no, I haven't forgotten where I came from, but no, I came from that point. I I'll never overlook the fact that that's where I started, but I'm not there anymore. So I can't allow for myself to constantly be around people that want me to stay at the starting point.
or constantly surround myself uh, with people that they want to stay in at the starting line, but they want me once I get to the finish line, they want me now to come back and just get them fast track them, stop them from running their race, um, prevent them from have to go through the process, um, make it easy for them. Um, people want you to microwave their success. You know, you your success, I understand that your role to success has you in the oven. You know, you have to bake. You have to cook for a certain time. There's a longer time. But once you're done, once you make it, then microwave my success. So we have to be very careful with that. Let's see, we have a comment from listen, let's see. It says your company typically dictates either where you once were, where you currently are or where you where you're going in life. Uh, very true. I like that. Yes, your company typically. Yes, it's three things because now there's good and bad. To I should let, let me make that plain as well. I don't just want to talk about the negative part of it. Are you really the company that you keep? Because there's a positive side to it too. Thank you very much. My wife brought out that point. This is this is very important. Watch this. Three things: the company that you keep. Listen to this. They typically are in three places. Either they dictate where you once were or they dictate where you currently are or they dictate where you're going in life. So either they're a reflection of where you once were, your starting point, where you currently are right now or your future, where you're going to go. And I will say this, it is important. I was always taught that it was in, it's important as well to, um, it's important to understand that that each one of those individuals serve a purpose and a point in our life. Each one of them serve a purpose and a point in our life because we need somebody around. There's nothing wrong with having somebody around that reminds you where you once were because they keep you grounded. And then um, you need people that are where you at on the current level in your situation that that have a because what they can do is give you a level of understanding. They can give you a level of I'm right here with you. You're not in this by yourself. They can kind of encourage you right there and say, look, we in this together. We both grind and we're going to make it. But then it's also important to have some people also that's ahead of where you are. They're where you're trying to get to. They're where you want to be, because then those people in turn can help motivate you and pull you to the place of where you're trying to get. They can show you a reflection of what it is you want to have, what you're trying to obtain when you're trying to be successful. Yes, you're going to have some people in your life that knew you um, be, before you even started the process. You're going to, you're going to have that. There's nothing wrong with that. And then you're going to have some people. It's important to have some people that's on the same level. Maybe they're trying to start a business while you're trying to start a business. It could even be the same type of business, you know, but then you need to have some people that already started the business. It's successful. They've made it. And maybe they're starting something else and then they can help mentor you and teach you and pour into you. So there's a positive and negative side to are you the are you the company that you keep? So sometimes when we see like, man, I'm not making it. I'm having these struggles. Um, these things are going on. Sometimes we have to we have to self-examine ourselves and then we have to examine those that are around us. I've also heard the saying they say, um, show me your closest friend. Show me your circle and I'll show you your life. You know, I'll show you what you're going to do.
we got another statement here. Let's see. It says everyone needs an accountability circle. That's right. In their lives. There are the three to five intentionally chosen people that will help guide you towards your next and vice versa. Very true. Yeah. Everyone needs. And, and see, that's the thing. When you say accountabilities, um, let me explain that the whole accountability thing, the whole accountability thing is not necessarily having people that that pretty much going to agree. Matter of fact, let me just make it plain. When you say you have people in your circle that are your accountability circle, those are not the people that are going to agree with you. It's not. Those are not the people that's going to agree with everything that you say, everything that you believe. Those are the people that, first of all, they're going to hold you to a standard. They're going to hold you. If you say, look, I need to accomplish these things. This is the goal. They're going to hold you to the ultimate goal. They're going to hold you to your assignment and, and they're not going to just agree with you. They're going to tell you when you're right. They're going to tell you when you're wrong. They're going to hold you accountable to that thing. So they're going to help motivate you and help push you. And watch this. You can also be someone's um, in a part of someone else's accountability circle, you know, because it goes both ways. So ultimately, what I'm saying, what I'm talking about um, in this episode is that our circle, the company that we keep has to be balanced. It, it, it has to be balanced. And sometimes we struggle with what it is we're trying to do because our circle isn't balanced. You know, those that are close to us, those that we say that we that we're iron, you know, people use that term iron sharpening iron. Well, you know. First of all, but if theirs is rusty and, and they, they want to stay that way, if theirs is dull and, and they they some people don't have that mindset to say, I need to be sharpened, that I want to change from from here or that I want to do more. You know, just like people that people that are entrepreneurs, a lot of times you will find that they're in a circle. They don't have a lot of people in their inner circle that are just satisfied with being workers and there's nothing wrong with being a worker. I love that. Let me make that plain. I'm not speaking against that, but when it's somebody that say, look, I don't see myself working a nine to five. I'm always trying to, you know, I have this business going and I'm working on this and I'm working on that. I like working for myself. Typically people that you find like that, even when you look at these people that own these major corporations, these people that are, are major inventors, they don't have a lot of people in their inner circle that they constantly keep company with their inner circle is not filled with people that are just satisfied with the status quo. They're satisfied with working a nine to five that say, I have no aspirations to go any further than where I am. I just want to be here. I want to do these hours, get my check and go home. You know, um, they don't surround themselves with people like that because they know that they can't grow. And in life, we should always be looking for what's going to help me grow. You know, I don't want to stay stagnant. I don't want to stay in this same place, in this same position so many years later. You know, I, 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 I want to grow from this point. So I have to make sure that when I look at the people that's around me, that I don't want to have people around me that's trying to keep me um, in the same place in the same time. Just like, you know, you have people that all that conversation always. I remember when you used to blah, blah, blah. Or I remember when you didn't have anything. You have to be careful of these people that always want to remind you of your past, not because it's needed, not because you need somebody to keep you grounded. But sometimes people want to keep you bound. 
you know, you know, watch the conversations when they say things like, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to get another degree? Isn't one degree enough? Or or maybe you didn't get the degree. Why do you want to go back to school now? Why you why now? Aren't you too old? Don't it cost a lot of money? You know, you have to watch when pe people conversation is that, you know, have to watch when people conversation is that. Because if you surround yourself with people that have that mindset and that's their conversation, what will happen is you will find yourself never doing anything. You'll find yourself never doing anything. Think about the times that we've allowed for people to come into our life or people in our life to talk us out of doing something, to talk us out of being great. You know, ask yourself, have you ever allowed somebody to talk you out of starting a business that you've been wanting to start for so long? You allow somebody to talk you out of getting that degree that you want to get. You allow somebody um, to talk you out of just um, pursuing one of your dreams. It could be something to say, you know what? I always want to go to Hawaii or I always want to go out of the country and the opportunity presents themselves. But you allow for those that are around you, your inner circle to talk you out of it. And watch this. And sometimes people, they'll talk you out of it and then turn around and do the exact same thing that you were just talking about talking you out of your greatness. That's why we have to be very careful of who do we share things with. And, and once again, I'm not saying that just start, you know, I sometimes people get on social media and they go, you know, I'm cleaning the house. I'm doing a purging. I, I'm getting rid of people and all this stuff. You, you know, you really don't have to. This is something else. You, I always say that you don't have to make announcements that you clean in house. You don't have to make that announcement that you're doing all that. All you have to do is just continue being who you are, continue moving forward. And as you move forward, the ones that are not meant to go with you um, won't be able to go with you as long as you don't bring them with you. Which brings me to the story in the Bible talking about Abraham um, before he before he his name was changed to Abraham when he was just Abram. When the Lord told him and said, look, you know, it's time for you to leave home, leave your mama and daddy house. Matter of fact, get out of the land that you used to. Yeah, I know you grew up there. And that's that's all you know and everything. You know, that's that's all, you know, but it's time for if you want to be great, you want you want this blessing I have for you. Uh, if you want all these things, then you got to leave home and, and don't take. Get away from everybody, all your family and everything. I'm going to reestablish you. And and he did two things. First, he was obedient and he did leave home. He did leave home. But um, what happened was he decides to take his nephew lot. Now, not saying that he was supposed to disown him, not saying that he was supposed to kick him to the curb because he, hey, family is family. And let me say this. Sometimes people say, well, I have a lot of family members that's in my inner circle. Family is family. But see, what he failed to realize is that um, Lot wasn't supposed to go with him. And if you go and read that whole thing about Lot and Abraham, um, the whole time that Lot was with him, he was nothing but trouble brought him nothing but trouble. And, and the and the funny thing about it is that it wasn't always that. It wasn't like Lot was just purposely trying to be a, a burden. It wasn't that he was purposely trying to cause trouble with Abram. It's just the fact that when he, he wasn't supposed to be on part of this process, this wasn't his assignment. He wasn't meant to go um, in this direction with Abram. So what happened is it always was something. First, Lot men, his his flock and his workers or his men and stuff, they got into it with, with Abram's people. So Abram like, look, 
you know, it, it's both of us with our cattle and, and you know, our flock and everything. When I'm, I'm me and not getting alone. See, Abram and Lot didn't fall out, but their their workers, their men, the people that was with them, they couldn't get along with each other. So he was like, look, we got to go our separate way. Yeah, we, we got to go our separate way. Look, you he told him, Lot, you pick a direction and whatever direction you pick to go, I'm going to go the opposite. And then after that. It was like, OK, then, you know, story, then Lot gets in trouble. Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot, Lot gets Lot gets in trouble. Not once, but twice. Lot even got taken captive. He got taken into captivity. And Abram had to get his men together and go get Lot back, had to fight to get Lot back. Sometimes we can connect ourselves with people or allow people to go on journeys with us that they're not meant to. And it could cause us to get into fights that was never intended for to be a fight for us. Uh, sometimes we make our road difficult by the ones that we constantly hold on to, the ones that we constantly surround ourselves with. So we have to be very careful with that. Um, see somebody say dream stealers. Yeah. Dreams, dream, dream stealers, dream stealers. What are dream stealers? Dream stealers are the people that will talk you out of your dream. That's why you have to be very careful who you bear your heart to. You know, that's why it's, it's also important to see who, because generally let's, let's be honest. Our inner circle are the people who we bear our hearts to. We tell them what's on our mind. We tell them what's on our emotions, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we're dreaming about, our desires. We share these things with them because they're our, they're our inner circle. They're the ones who we value. And what happens is if we don't have the right people that's in that circle that we're connected to, they will be dream stealers. They will talk us out of our dream and then turn around and then do the thing that they talked us out of, that they that they talked us into giving up on. The people that they talk to us giving up on, you know, because I'll be perfectly honest. There was an instance where where um, I had a situation like that. I remember some years ago, it was it was this particular vehicle that that I wanted. I'm not going to lie. You know, I wanted this vehicle and, and I just felt that the Lord was saying, this is your time. This is your season um, to get this. It's going to happen. And I made the mistake. I was excited about it because I was excited. I'm like, God is saying that this is my time. This is my season. And I shared that with somebody that I was kind of close to that had a love for vehicles as well that I believe that would be able to give me some insight, to give me some information and all this. And I shared that with them, bearing my heart. And they, they basically had negative conversation for me. You know, they was like, oh, how are you going to do that? Oh, you talking about you must going to get a used one. You're not going to get a brand new one. And because I wasn't as mature then as I am now, um, because I, I wasn't as keen on some things, um, I allowed for that to affect me. It affected my psyche. It affected me emotionally. It, it, it began to make me doubt myself that I was able to do it. It began to even make me doubt that maybe God didn't tell me that. How many people have, have been there? I start thinking like, man, may, maybe um, maybe this isn't it. But maybe I didn't hear the Lord right. You know, start thinking all these things. And what happened is I became stagnant and I didn't even press to make it happen. I no longer believe that it could happen. So I stopped reaching for it. And then it was years later. 
Yeah, I end up getting getting that vehicle and a newer model of it. But it was so many years later, I had let it go and given it up just on the word of one person. And sometimes that's what we do. We don't look at the fact that, you know, all the positives. Things that have come around, we could sometimes let the one word, the one statement or the one conversation from one individual, we can let that derail our dream. We can let that derail our purpose. You know, we can allow for that to take us out of our destiny. And sometimes people know that they're dream stealers, you know, sometimes they know and sometimes they don't. Sometimes what it is, people talk out of fear. And that's what we have to be careful too. Are we surrounding ourselves with people that are just full of fear? That's afraid to move, afraid to do anything. You know, every time you tell them something, they think, well, how are you going to do that? How's that going to happen? That's too hard. That's impossible. If I was you, I wouldn't try that. I wouldn't all these things. You know, um, so we have to we have to examine that and we have to say, well, wait a minute. I need to probably approach this differently. I need to approach this differently. Take a few. Look at a few other comments. Let's see. Being a silent warrior strengthens you from roaring from roaring victory. Your words are powerful. Okay. Let's see. Look, I'm reading some other comments from some of our listeners, viewers. Everybody can't go where God's taking you. Very true. Very true, Kenny. Um, let's see. Family sometimes, the less you see them, the more you love them. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you. I see somebody says, protect your heart. Yes, you have to protect your heart. We have to protect our heart and protect our mind. We, we, we have to. Oh, I see what he was trying to say. Family, sometimes the less you see them, the more, the more you love them. Yeah, we have to protect our heart. We have to protect our dreams. We have to protect our destiny. And like I said, once again, some, some of us, let me look, use this for example. Because we have to understand that people come in our life for a season, uh, for a season, for a reason. And sometimes the, the trouble is, is that we try to hold on to relationships and people past their expiration date. But this is the thing. Just because someone isn't meant to be with you on your current journey doesn't mean they're, they may not be intended to come back around for another journey. Uh, what we have to have to ask God for is wisdom to know where should we place people, what people in a spirit of discernment to know what people should be in our life for one. And then where should they be in our life? It's, for example, when I get ready to put things on my calendar when I go to my calendar and I and I put some schedule, some on the calendar, it acts a few things. Um, it asks, first of all, do you want a reminder for this event? It asks for the time, the date of the event. It asks, do you want a reminder? And then it's something key that it asks for, something that's really important. It asks, is this a recurring event? And when it asks if it's a recurring event, and you all could try this, try this, you know, on, on your own calendar. When it asks if it's a recurring event, it breaks it down. It asks if it's a re recurring event, which means is this just a one time thing or is it a constant thing? Is it going to repeat itself um, daily? You know, 
This this is what it wants to know. If this is an event that's going to take place more than once, how many times is it going to play take place? Does it repeat? Does it repeat um, every day? Does it repeat every week? Does it repeat every month? Does it repeat every year? And then it gives you an option to do a custom time frame. I'll say it again. It asks you, does this thing repeat every day, every week, every month, every year, or a custom date range? So what is giving you is the, what it does is giving me the opportunity to say this thing that's taking place, this thing that I'm scheduling, is this going to be something that's going to be every day? Or is it going to be once a month on this same date? Is it going to be once a week on this same date? Um, is it going to be uh, once a year on this same date? Or can I customize it to say, hey, it's going to be two times out of the month um, every year? Or it's going to be two times um, in this month. It's going to skip a month and then pick up the following month. I can customize it. Many times when we deal with the people that we have in our life, our circle, the people that we're connected to, the ones that we that we hold that hold us accountable or that we feel like this is my inner circle. We have to sometimes understand that everybody is not meant to be there every day. Some are some are meant every day. Some are meant, you know, once a month. Some are meant once a week. Some are meant once, a, you know, a once a year or maybe on a year, off a year. Some are accustomed. But see what the problem is, is that we want to take um, people that are seasonal or people that are regional. Yes, I made that up. We, we want to take them and make it applicable for every day. We want to make people, um, our inner circle, applicable for every situation that's in our life. You know, just like there are some people, I must admit, there are some people that in, in my life that I call family. I have family members that are in, in part of my circle. I have friends that are like family that's part of my circle. But there are certain people that I call for certain things. There are certain people that I ask. And this is after I ask God, after I pray to God, especially when it's something serious. But there are certain people that I call for certain situations. You know, it, it's, it's, it's just like um, it's just like, for example, in, in, in your own home or say, say if you needed your oil change, if you need your oil change, what you're going to do? You're going to go to a place that specializes in changing oil. That's what they do. We change oil. You're not going to take um, your vehicle to the tire shop, to a place that all they do is do tires and, and have the expectation for them to help you with the oil. And sometimes we do that. We have people in our life and we have them misplaced in our life or sometimes even ourselves, we're misplaced in people's life and we're going to the person that work at the tire shop expecting them to help us with the oil. And then we're devastated when maybe they try to help us and something get messed up or they can't help us. They talk us out of it and then we never get the oil changed because we never take the time to say, look, I need to seek out the person that changes oil and that's good at it. Even if I have some knowledge of it, let me seek out somebody that's better than me. And, and, let's, and, and that transitions me into something else. When I say it, somebody that's better than me, we have to, when, if you want to be successful, when you want to be successful, when you really want to grow, you can't be afraid of connecting or reaching out to people that are better than you at something. I'll let that sink in for a minute. I'll let that sink in for a minute.
I'll say it again. When you're trying to be successful, when it's something that you want to do, you cannot be afraid or ashamed to seek out people that are better than you at it. That's how you grow. I have to connect myself or reach to somebody. I have to contact somebody that has more knowledge in this thing than me. That's better skilled at this thing at me. And, the, and, and when I'm insecure with who I am and when I'm stuck on that, I want to make it that I'm trying to trying to get to this place, then I won't be intimidated by them. See, it won't be intimidation. It'll be appreciation. I'll say it again. It won't be intimidation. It'll be appreciation. Sometimes we're not growing. We're not successful because we won't connect ourselves to the people that that are better than us at something that has more knowledge that can teach us, that can instruct us because we're intimidated. Mm -hmm. We're intimidated. Stop being intimidated. Let it be appreciation and not intimidation. Mm hmm. See, see, that's what, what we have to do a lot of times. This is this is even what, what a lot of wealthy people do. Rich people, rich people connect themselves to wealthy people so they can become wealthy. There's a difference between being rich and being wealthy. You know, see somebody say, yeah. Relationships are key. Relationships are important. Who we connect ourselves with. And when I say connect ourselves with, we have to be honest. We know who we're connected to. We know who are in a circle. We know who we talk to the most, who we spend the most time with. Right now, if something transpired in our life, we know right now without thinking too hard who we would text, who we would call, who we would go to. And we know the weight of what they say, what it means to us, how we value that. Something else can connect ourselves with people that are complacent because, okay, Kennedy just says complacency is a very tricky spirit. It is. Some people are just complacent. Some people are satisfied with the status quo. But there's the trick to that is some people say that they're satisfied with the status quo. Man, why, why are you trying to do that? Why are you trying to reach for that? Um, It don't take all that. You know, why you grinding, why you working, why you going through the ups and downs, why you going through the tribulations and the tests and the trials and all that. They're like, look, you need to just give up. It don't take all that. You need to, matter of fact, you need to give up and try something else because obviously that ain't working. You know, no encouragement. But then the minute you get on, the minute the first time it pays off, then here they come. Put me on. Put you on what? I tried to put you on. I tried to put you on the line to work. I can't just put you on the line to get the medals, to get the reward. You got to be on the, on the line to work too. You know, like I said, if in your, if your inner circle is just waiting for you to make it, just waiting for you to get on so you could bring them to the finish line. That's a problem. That's a problem. People don't encourage. I think about in the Bible, Job, Job friends, you know, for when he was going through, man, he, he was hurting. He was in a bad situation. Here it is. He broke. He lost his stock, his property catching on fire. His his kids dead. Even his wife told him to curse God and die. Job out there, you know, he he broken out with sores all over his body. Job was in a bad way. Job was depressed. He was going through. You know what I'm saying? And then here come then here come his three friends. First, they was there acting like, man, we here to support you. We We hate what you're going through and all this. But then they start making accusations. 
they started saying, look, man, maybe you're not as righteous as you thought you was. Maybe you had to mess up. You you did something. This, you know, you reaping something that you sold. You know, they start talking crazy to him, saying all this stuff. So we have to look at our inner circle and say, do our inner circle, do the people that we that we keep company with, do they encourage us? And this is some this is why it's important for people that are encouragers, you know, and this is this something to help out. If you you a preacher, you a teacher, you a minister, you you a motivational speaker, whatever the case is, if you a person that do a lot of encouraging, you better find have some people in your inner circle that can encourage you. Some people that's on a greater level. Once again, I said it's about appreciation, not intimidation. Find some people that's on a greater level that can encourage you. Because when you find yourself always doing all the pouring and you're not getting poured back into, you will find yourself empty. You will find yourself empty. It's bad when an encourager don't even have the words to encourage themselves because they're empty. Empty and poured out. And then what you find yourself is becoming a person that's discouraged all the time because the company that you keep is is filled with people that are discouraged, people that that can't that's always pulling. If you are a builder, then you have to have some people in your inner circle that are builders, too. Matter of fact, it's best to have some people in your circle that have already built some things. You can't have people that are just takers, you know. Just to people that are givers. If you are a giver, you cannot surround yourself with people that are constantly takers. You have to have some people in your circle that are also givers and not only givers on your level, but are givers on a greater level. So they can teach you how to how to make that increase, how to make that jump, how to how to get there. But if you just constantly around people that don't do nothing but take. Then once again, you will find yourself depleted and it does not make you less when you reach or connect yourself with people that are greater than you i just i can't reiterate that enough because once again i say it's about appreciating appreciating those people and it is not about intimidation i am not intimidated by connecting to myself to people that are greater than me in the area that i want to get to i need them I need the ones on the level, like we said, the three people. I need the ones that's on the level to remind me where I was, keep me grounded. I need the ones that's on the same level with me that can encourage me in the grind, in the work, in the process. You know, we can we can be able to see, hey, we, we both motivate each other. We both in this race. And then I need the ones that are already at the finish line, the ones that are where I'm trying to go. That can that can give me some insight, that can give me some instructions. Let's see. Reading some more comments here says uh, most people have reached a level of despair that's tolerable and have labeled it happiness. I want you. I want Kenny. I want you to um bring that out a little bit more. So most people have reached a level of despair that's tolerable and have labeled it happiness. Okay. Oh, I like this brother Rob. He could say it takes a village to raise destiny. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because you know what? We need some people that's going to push us to our destiny. Some people that's going to encourage us. Not, not just encourage. Watch this, because this is the part that, that we don't always bring out. We don't just need people that's going to encourage us that we can make it. We need people that's going to encourage us to work. 
We need people that's going to motivate us. That's going to tell us, don't you stop grinding. Don't you stop working. Okay. You just like that, that, that coach, you know, that, that fitness coach or you on that team and that coach, you know, seem like they, they screaming at you or they hollering, look five more. Okay. You take, take a 10 minute water break. Well, not 10 minutes. They don't give you 10 minutes. They, they might say, you know, take a, you know, they might say, take a 30 second water break, take a 30 second water break and get back on it. We need some people that's going to motivate us in that way. That's going to talk good things to us in that way. Somebody that's going to say, I can see you making it while you working, I'm working too. You know, so yeah, it takes a village to raise a destiny. You know, so we have to be kept the, the company that we keep because watch this. Now we talked about a lot of the negative side to it, but the positive side to it is this. When you surround yourself, the company that you keep, uh, yes, you can be a product with it. when you surround yourself in the company that you keep your inner circle are people that are motivated to be better. When you surround yourself with people that wake up every morning that say, I want to be better. I want to learn more. I want to go further. And look, watch this. I want to help somebody else as well. When you have people in your inner circle that are like that, that's how you win. That's how you become successful. You know, when you surround yourself, it, this is the thing I, I don't understand. What, whatever that thing may be that you want to be, you know. I want to be a motivational speaker. Well, if you want to be a motivational speaker, are you connected to any motivational speakers? Are, are, are you or are you just connected with people that just talk about doing it? And see, and that's the thing. We spend a lot of time surrounding ourselves with people that just talk about the dream. But don't want to work for the dream. Yeah, we we spend a lot of time surrounding ourselves with people that talk about the dream. And don't work to get the dream. Something else that we do a lot of times is we surround ourselves. We surround ourselves. And this is this is a reflection on us. Now, we have to self-examine ourselves and say, have I surrounded myself with people that I'm the smartest? I'm the greatest. You know, insecurity, when you're insecure, you will find yourself surrounding yourself with people that are that are on some level less than you. You know. Matter of fact, I don't want to be the smartest one in my inner circle, because if I'm the smartest one in my inner circle, then and this is this is not a knock. Please understand me. This is not trying to be disrespectful. But if I look at my inner circle and I say I'm the smartest one all the time in my inner circle, it's time for me to start working on another circle. It's time for me to reexamine. It's time for me to make some changes because now my growth is stunning. Where am I growing? If I'm the smartest one, then that means everyone's coming from me, pulling from me and no one's pouring into me and no one's motivating me and pushing me to go further, to go higher, to do more, to grind, to work. So it's time for me to switch this thing up. I got to switch it up. But see, we do that when we're insecure. If you feel like in yourself, I have to be the brightest one in the room. I have to be the smartest one. I have to be the best at this in my inner circle so I can show them. No, I need somebody, some people that's greater than me because it's not enough for me just to pull up people that's below me because I only could pull them up if they're willing. I only could pull them up as far as I am. What happens after that? What happens is we're all on the same level and now we all become stagnant. We all become lazy. We all become complacent. We all stop growing. We stop prospering. Let's see. The wife says, if you 
if you're the smartest person in your circle, you need a new circle. Yes, yeah, that's something said. That's a quote from Bishop T.D. Jakes. Very true. Very true. But see, this is the thing. You have to ask yourself, am I that way um, by accident or am I that way intentionally? Because if I'm that way intentionally, if I've intentionally done this, then that means that I'm insecure. That means that I'm immature. That means that I'm weak in some areas that I'm not willing to become strong. Because once again, I'll say this. I can't say this enough. When we reach for people that are stronger than us, that are smarter than us, that are better us, better than us in an area, it is. it shouldn't be intimidation. It should be appreciation. Help me. Help me. That's the thing. Let's see. Uh, let's see. My brother Robbie says you can protect your heart by being reminded that what you do is not about you. Um, you get your blessing by being a blessing to others. Service minded. Yes. Yes, you do get your blessing by being a blessing to others. Um, servitude is important, but servitude, the big thing about servitude, why servitude is so important. Servitude teaches, um, teaches us how to be humble that's that's really the biggest thing <clears throat> excuse me servitude teaches humility and that's ultimately what jesus was teaching the reason why he always taught about being a servant not saying because because you have some people that misinterpret that and they say well man you know i always got to be a servant i can't i can't be the leader or i can't be how i'm gonna be great if i always have a servant mind or a servant behavior the servant mind and servant behavior was saying was teaching humility how to remain humble because to be perfectly honest um it's one thing to become successful was one one thing to make it to the finish line but how you stay in the winner circle okay i made it to the winner circle but how i stay in the winner circle is by remaining humble because you get a a lot of times we get to the winner circle and then we get full of ourselves we think that we got there on our own or we, we think we know it all now so we have to remain humble so we have to have this. I see Kenny say be a servant leader. Yeah, be a servant leader. And that's what Jesus did. He was a leader, but he was also a servant. He always he remained humble. He showed them humility because what what leaders have to understand and we're going into something else. Here, what you have to understand with being a leader is the only way you're going to be a successful leader is you have to understand what it is to be a servant. You have to be willing to even serve when you're a leader. You have to be willing to say, look, this isn't this isn't about my position. This isn't about a title. One thing I always make reference to, um, and I won't call the name to this time on this episode, but I have I was blessed to have a manager. I was blessed. As a matter of fact, no, I'm gonna say his name. I'm gonna say his name. I had I was blessed to have a manager by the name of Randy Ship. Um, wasn't a perfect man. I'm not trying to put anybody on a pedestal, but one thing that I will say about him, you know, people, I know some other people, um, could say different things, but one thing that I always appreciated about him is that with him being in a leadership position, being a manager and all these things, he never required us to do something that he wasn't willing to do himself. He never, he, he led by example. He never got upset about something that he wasn't already currently doing. His thing was he was a stickler for time. Be on time. Be at work. Matter of fact, if you're on time, you're late. 
<laughs> you know, that was his thing. If you're on time, you're late. You know, when the start time starts, you should already be logged into your computer. You should already be working. You already on the phone. You already doing the task. Your day has already started. You know, if you're supposed to start at eight o'clock, that doesn't mean I'm walking in at eight. That doesn't mean I'm setting up my desk at eight. That doesn't mean that I'm going to get some coffee. I'm going to get something at eight or I'm still talking to people around me at eight. No, you already logged in. You ready to go. You set. you working. But the thing was, there was never a time that he didn't practice what he preached. There was never a time that he didn't follow the same thing. He said, look, I'm showing you I'm doing this. Matter of fact, he always came in early. You know, he was always, already about, you know, he was always there before we were. Even if we came in a little early, he was still already there, already set up, already rocking and rolling. And I can appreciate when people say, as a leader, I'm not going to require you to do something that I don't have an understanding of, that I'm not willing to do myself, and that I can't set an example of. Because sometimes the thing about leadership is showing the way. It's not driving people. It's not pushing people. But it's, it's, it's not just pushing people or beating people with a whip to move forward. But sometimes it's pulling people forward. Sometimes it's walking ahead and letting them see you walk the path. Mm -hmm. we, lead, we lead by example. That's right. We 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 lead by example. Some let's see. Some managers. I'm reading some more comments. Say say some managers place blame, but leadership leaders accept the blame. Very true. Very true. Very true. But see, this is something else too. When we can examine our circle, we have to examine our circle and say, if you if you call yourself a leader right now, if you are a leader. Your inner circle. Do you have leaders in your inner circle? Do you have servant leaders in your inner circle? Do you have people that are humble in your inner circle? Do you have people that lead by example in your inner circle? You know, what are you pulling from? Uh, is it really iron sharpening iron? Or is it just people? See, what happens a lot of times, we say iron sharpening iron, but really what it is, is just people, a group of people all complaining about the same thing, but nobody have a solution. It's, it's bad when we could go to our inner circle and no one has a solution. No one says, let's pray. No one says, let's seek God. No one says, you know what? I've experienced that before. Let's, you know, this is my experience in this. And this is what I did. You know. Everyone's just sitting around complaining about the problem. You know, I, I had that experience on on a, a job one time. Was working a job and got in a leadership position. And there was there was some that trained me that was leaders over me, which I appreciate. I appreciate what they taught me. I appreciate what they poured into me. But I found myself, you know, now I'm in this leader circle, you know, with these with these supervisors, and everyone's complaining. Everyone's complaining about what the problems are and what changes need to be made, but no one's willing to speak up about it. No one's willing to go to bat and let people be mad at them and say, look, this needs to change. No one's willing to step out and say, look, let's address the elephant in the room. And, and, and that's one of my pet peeves. I can't have my whole inner circle and everybody's afraid to address the, the elephant that's in the room. Like, you don't see this. You don't want to address the situation. Nobody. Wants to address the situation? No, everybody's waiting for you to address it. And then when you address it, they don't support you. That's not the inner circle that you need. I said again, they're waiting for you to address it. 
But then when you address it, they don't support you or they criticize the fact that you addressed it. Oh, why did you say something? I said something because we've been wasting all this time complaining about the problem, complaining about the situation. You know, I did some research and I came up with, with some solutions, some things to change our outlook, to change our outcome, because I don't want to sit in this same situation. I, I'm tired of listening to the complaints. I'm tired of us just having a gripe session. Now, it's nothing wrong with venting. Sometimes you need to vent. Sometimes you need to just let some stuff out, you know, get some stuff off the chest. I understand all of that. You know, sometimes you want to say some stuff, just be you and people laugh. And, you know, sometimes you want that. Sometimes you need that. But it can't be a constant thing of that because there's no growth in that. All we do every time is we talk, we complain, we gripe. You know, but it's no solution. It's no growth. So we have to we have to really examine our inner circle. We have to examine because we can truly good or bad. We can truly be the company that we keep. And notice that the word keep is strong on there. The, the word keep means these are the ones that I constantly surround myself with. These are the ones that I constantly stay connected with. You know, these are the ones that I pull from. These are the ones that pull from me. We are good or bad. We can be a product of the company that we keep. You know, I can remember growing up, you know, my mom, God bless her and I love her. You know, I didn't understand then, but there was like, I can remember growing up and it was a lot of people that she wouldn't allow for me to hang with. You know, she just wouldn't. On my block, we all on the same block, you know, and that was a thing. You know, I'm from that age of where you had a neighborhood and everyone knew everyone on the block and, you know, kids came out and played all these different things. And that's what it was. But there were certain people. My mother was just like, no, no, I, I know about that child. I know their parents. She didn't allow it. And, you know, and as a child, you don't understand it. You just think you just think um, that it's mean, that it's rough. It's tough. Like, oh, man, you embarrassed. But there was something that she knew that, look. You have a purpose for your life. You have a calling. You have a destiny, you know, and even if she didn't know what, what all it was, she was like, no, my teaching and my training of you is different from what they're taught. It's different from the training that they have. It goes against my values, my morals, what I'm teaching you. So, no, you can't be a part of that. So she wouldn't let me surround myself with the wrong individuals. I mean, I tried it sometimes. I still tried it. And, and on another episode, I talked about how it was one time of me, you know, going against that, being disobedient, where it almost cost me my life. It did. Literally, it almost cost me my life. And it was only by the grace of God that it didn't, that my life wasn't taken. You know, so we have to be very careful that. The ones that we we can be a product of the company that we keep, we can be. So we have to look at who do we surround ourselves with and then ask ourselves why. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Some people are just friends. You know, some people are just friends because we all struggle with that thing. You know, I grew up with them. You know, um, I grew up with them. You know, I have a dear friend that's that's, you know, one of the supporters of the show and and has been on the show. Um good friend and brother friend and brother robbie lewis robert lewis he you know he can tell you and there's some others that, that's that are supporters of the show 
that can tell you that there have been times even in our life, as close as we are and friends that we that we are and how we grew up together in the church, there were still points in our life where we just wasn't with each other all the time. There were seasons in our life that we went separate directions, that we had to do certain things. You know, there was a season where, you know, I lived in a different state for a while, you know, went to school, different state. There was a season when he went to the Marines. There was a season where he lived in different states. You know, there were there were times. But because of our friendship, we understood, you know, as time that our life takes us down a different journey, down a different path. And now we're still able to come back and do things together as almost as, you know, we haven't skipped a beat. But see, the problem is sometimes people struggle with the fact of knowing that this person isn't always going to be on every single journey with me. You know, he puts up facts, but yeah, this person isn't going, this person isn't going to be on every single journey with me, you know, because that was me and him experience there. You know, there were some years that we lived apart, but it didn't stop. But you can never if you if you see us now, when you see us talk and have a conversation, you can never tell that it wasn't that we had a falling out. It wasn't that we had a misunderstanding. It's just that life took us in different directions. Both of us had different destinies, um, different things we had to fulfill. But now we can come back together and see that it led us back to some same paths because our foundation was the same. But now some of the journeys and things that we're doing, some of the projects that we're working on, it brings us back together. But just think, had we tried to constantly hold on and say, no, we just going to ride everything out together, every journey, every process, one of us could have killed the other's dream. One of us could have killed the other's destiny or, or we could have both killed each other's destiny. We could have both found ourselves in a much different place than where we are now. And sometimes we find ourselves, I'm trying to hold on to this person. What has God said about the relationship that you're trying to hold on to? And it's something, and it's nothing wrong with saying this is my friend, but okay, they're my friend or their associate or whatever the case is, but I don't have to spend my life with them. I don't have to spend every waking minute. Sometimes we expect too much from people too. And we allow people to expect too much from us. You know, we, we do that. You know, and then this is something going back to, you know, my mama and my grandmama, you know, and I think even my grandfather used to say, you know, people will say, look, everybody ain't your friend. <laughs> you know, when you little, when you, when you younger, you hated to hear that because that was a time that you was just like, you know, no, they my friend. And parents, they were like, wait, 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 everybody ain't your friend. <laughs> you know, everybody isn't your friend. We have to learn the difference. Some people are friends. Some people are associates. Some people, you know, some people just, you know, are co-workers. And, it's, and, and you know what? And you can have good conversation and, and get along with a co-worker or something like that. But that doesn't necessarily just automatically mean that you all are friends. That doesn't just automatically mean that they're destined to be on every journey with you. That they're destined to constantly be in your life and have all the same have all the same friends as your other friends and vice versa. You know, stop taking people, stop holding on to relationships past their expiration date. Just like we don't hold on to food. Do you drink milk? Think about it. Do you drink milk that's, you know, 10 days past its expiration date? Do you drink milk that's a year past its expiration date? No, no way. 
You will be so sick. It will physically make you sick. If you were to try to drink milk that was a year past its expiration date, some of us are holding on to relationships and people that are already a year past their expiration date. Wondering why we can't get to the next step. Wondering why we the, something is wrong with the process. It seemed like I've stalled out in my journey. I've stalled out in my process because you holding on to some people that's past their expiration date or some people that wasn't meant for the journey. Why they wasn't meant for the journey? Because they wasn't built for the journey. Why every time I try to do something, every time I'm trying to, these people, they complain, they discourage me. They're discouraged and they complain because what you're trying to do, the path you own, the journey you own, that grind that you have, that tenacity that you have, you know, that dream that you have, they're not built for it. Not built for it. Lot wasn't built to go with Abram. He wasn't meant for that. God had the conversation with Lot, uh, I mean, with, with Abram, not with Lot. And some of us, some of us, God have a conversation with us. And then yet we go tell everybody else. <laughs> you know, we go tell everybody else and we want to take everybody with us. Wait a minute. It, it was just a conversation between you and God. He, he didn't tell you. He didn't tell you to go tell your cousin. He didn't go tell you to tell your best friend. He didn't go. None of that because he didn't build them for that. You know, it's like you you going camping, you going camping and you trying to take people. If you're a camper and you're trying to take somebody camping with you, you're a professional camper and they've never gone camping ever in their life. And, and there's a purpose of you doing this. You know, you don't have time to train them and show them and all these different things. You know that there's something that you're trying to get to and it calls you on that journey. You have to you have to camp for a few days. And you take them with you and they complain the whole time. They complain the whole time because they're not built for this. They can't handle that. They're like, look, well, this is crazy. Everything that you're doing is crazy. Of course, it's going to be crazy for them. Just like it'll be crazy to you when you try to go on somebody's journey that you're not built for. You know. So I said, can't walk together. OK, Kitty says can't walk together except you agree. True. I believe you can't walk together except for you agree. But watch this. Sometimes, you know, agreement. I, I'm a little different now that I've gotten older. That is that is a true statement, but it goes deeper than that statement. When you say can't walk together except you agree, because sometimes people can agree in word. But they don't agree in action. They 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 you, you can you can see, OK, you agree with me in word. But. Your skill set can't agree with me. Your endurance can't agree with me. See, I need your, you can't endure this. Your, your endurance level can't agree with my, doesn't agree with my endurance level. So I hear what you're saying with your mouth and your voice. I see your lips moving. I hear your voice and I hear the words that you said, but let's really look at it. First of all, you don't like the, you, you don't like to work as hard as I work. So how, how can you walk with me on this journey, on this path? When you think when you think this is too much that I do too much, that it shouldn't take all this. People, people, right. Got to match me. Yep. Got to match me. You either got you got to match me or you have to have greater than me. You know, got to have greater than me. You know, it's something when we think about, you know, the greatest basketball teams and, you know, you, you know, it's and I don't want to get into the whole Jordan thing and all that. But, you know, people talk about, you know, you know, the whole thing with Jordan, his greatness. 
he expected that same level of greatness out of the ones around him. Simple as that. You come in here and do your job. You come in, you come in here and you fight the win too. Every time we step on the court, you know, that was his mindset. You know, that was Kobe's mindset. That was a lot, a lot of the great players, the ones that we talk about, their mindset was every time we step out here, every time we lace them up, we're coming out here to win. I'm not saying we're going to win, but we're going to always try to win. We're never packing it in. We're never giving up. We're never saying, look, I just catch them next time. No, I'm going to give it my all. And this is the thing. Sometimes we wear ourselves out and we get tired. We be exhausted and we give up because we're wearing ourselves out, giving 100 percent. But then we're pulling people along with us and we want people along with us. That's only willing to give 50 percent. You know, and I'm not downing them because sometimes watch this. This hurts. But sometimes it's not the people in our circle fault that they there. Sometimes it's our fault. Mm, that that's a hard but that takes maturity right there sometimes it's not the people that we connected to fault it's not their fault that they're there that they're that they're in that position sometimes it's our fault because we put them in that position or we allowed them to stay in that position past their expiration date that that's some that was the thing with abram he couldn't really he couldn't really fault Lot, even though Lot caused a lot of trouble for him. He couldn't really fault Lot because the thing was Lot wasn't supposed to be there. He told Lot, come on. But God didn't tell Lot to go. Abram told Lot, come on, let's go. We're we getting out of here. God going to make me great. And you're going to come on. You're going to come on and take this journey with me. You know, so once again, the point that we're making is when the question came up. Are you really the company that you keep? Can you really be the company that you keep? The people that you associate yourself with, the people that you constantly surround yourself with. Can you be a product of that? Can you be a reflection of that? And the answer is absolutely good or bad. Good or bad. You can absolutely be the company or a product of those that you keep your inner circle. So what we must always do is examine ourselves. Say, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish? Who are the ones that I have around me? What, what purpose are they here? Let me not put people in positions that they shouldn't be in just because I like them, just because I want them there, just because they want to be there. I have to be intentional. So that was putting notes. We have to be intentional. We have to be strategic. Okay. We have to be strategic. We have to think about this thing, especially when you're trying to be successful. You're trying to get victory. So I thank you all for chiming in. That's all we have for this episode um, on our subject matter. Very interesting conversation on tonight. I thank everyone that has chimed in. Listen, if you would like to, come on the show if you would like to be a guest on the show please feel free to email us if you have any questions if you have uh would like to come on the show email us at tpp the number two podcast at gmail.com tpp 
the number two podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions about any of our topics, if you have a topic yourself that you would like for us to talk about, like us to discuss, email us. Um, if you have some other concerns, something that was said, a question, comments, any of those things, email us. If you would like to be a guest on the show, email us. If you have a topic that you would like for us to talk about, email us. TPP, the number two, podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. We would love to get your input. Love to have you be a part. And here on The Practical Preacher, we always like to let it be known that on The Practical Preacher, we believe that the Bible isn't just stories, but a practical guide for everyday living. I want to thank everyone that tuned in to this episode of The Practical practical preacher actually to please subscribe to us please continue to follow us please continue to support us we greatly appreciate it we hope that you were encouraged and that you got some helpful information out of this I want to give you practical solutions to everyday life situations and once again we believe that the bible it isn't just stories but it's a practical guide for everyday living you all take care. Thank you so much for joining in. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Practical Preacher podcast. And we will see you later. Take care.